0: This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Friday, May the 27th, 2016.
1: Arizona, and I hope this finds you well at the threshold of this Memorial Day weekend 2016. This show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group, legal, lawful, constitutional tender. Yep, you got it, gold and silver, ladies and Germans. Something you can put away, something you can hang on, something that you can have that really nobody knows you have or where you put it. In today's day and age of electronic transparency, you can't rent a movie without a social security number. It really makes good sense to have a little bit of what you've worked for and is something that you can count on and hope that you never need it. Call one 800 951 and get you some. You can also go out to the interweb at allamericangold.com. Allamericangold.com's got prices, it's got news, it's got views, it's got just about everything you need to get you through those long, hot summer nights. Allamericangold.com. Joined with the host of the show who lets me sit in and do a Friday gig with him, Joe Jaquin, the CEO, shipping clerk, janitor. He's taken over the role of this. And he's done a good job with it. And uh, i just proud as can be. Family business still running. How you doing today, kid? Hey, how are you? Glad to have you here. We are closed Monday. Just a little public service announcement. We are closed Monday. So you'll hear this show again on Monday, but then we'll be back. On Tuesday, so if you absolutely positively have to get a hold of us on Monday, we'll return that on Tuesday. Well, this weekend, of course, is to honor those who fought and died to honor their commitment to one nation under God and of course, uh you know a lot of them who gave their lives for this country and to root out communism didn't well, that didn't work out too well but yeah. uh but nevertheless, thank you and um you know, we remember these these heroes, the wonderful people that got us to where we are today. And with any luck at all, good Lord willing, that uh, maybe we'll get a leader in this country that'll return us to some sort of American values and get us back on the right track so children, and now, of course, my grandchildren can prosper and be able to grow up in some sort of semblance of what we've all been lucky enough to experience in this great nation. So... Not not only prayers for those that have fallen, but prayers for the country as we move forward. How about a president that maybe be, would be in this country during this weekend instead of over in Japan? Oh, I mean, the if, right, if he wants to go over there, great. you got to go over on Memorial Weekend, really? I'm sticking with my gut feeling that the Muslims worldwide are going to rise up as the exit gets planned for uh, Barack Hussein Obama to leave the White House. Still issues of whether that may happen at all, so but I don't like to be uh you know well a right wing wacko extremist any more than I am. There's so much news to pay attention to that uh trying to hypothesize that what may happen is really a moot point when you just look at uh just the weekend review and you see the the news and the uh grasping and straws you gotta laugh at the federal reserve system i mean you know you talk about uh, Talking about a school marm, um running a bunch of janitors for lack of better word. <laughs> hey, listen, we're at full we're at full employment. They, uh, the Federal Reserve said so. The economy's great, and and don't you worry because we're going to normalize rates and everything's wonderful. Normalize and, rates. Also, oh, we're going to. Oh my God! Another quarter point hike. Uh, what are we up to? Twenty percent? No, no. 0.75. point <laughs> well, seven five. Well, it'll be old point five. No, they I mean, we were at 0 and a quarter, and then they raised it, right? They haven't raised it yet. Oh, They're just talking about raising it. So where are we at? Uh, a quarter. Oh, so we're still at a quarter. Yeah, we're they're, we're going to hopefully maybe get to a half. Gotcha. But don't worry, because they're going to raise rates a whole bunch more times. <laughs> well, I just stop and think about it. You know, they used to do these one-point swings all the time. And, you know, back when we had, you know, people that worked in this country... We had factories that ran. right. We had uh, a real, not a, a a GDP, but a GNP. Speaking of GDP, they revised the first quarter number. It came in at half of a percent annualized rate. They revised it up to eight tenths percent. Not even one percent growth uh, after adding a little seasonal adjustments. They got it up to only eight tenths. Which you think back fifteen years ago, twenty years ago. 30 years ago, they would have been lowering rates with oh, the yeah. GDP oh, at 8.10. Oh, eight. Now it's good news. Oh, look, they raised it. Listen, I'm not going to travel this Memorial Day weekend. I'm thinking about traveling on the 4th of July, so I have to go now and get in line at the airport. <laughs> what is that all about? You know, I got to feel that uh, they're just looking for more money. Well, that's exactly what it is. I just saw the article today where they're now the TSA is blaming the austerity that is the U.S. Congress, and that they just need to, need to give them more money, and the problem will be fixed. Isn't that something? So yeah, I mean, you you know, who cares? The deficits are you know over half a trillion to a trillion, depending on if you want to use the real number or the fake number. But we need more money. Well, that's a brilliance in it though. You really want more money Just start holding people up? Well they missed up like seventy thousand people what, miss yeah. America. of their flights. Flight. Yeah. Well, well, I was here Boy, that's gotta be a nightmare. You know, and then you're dealing with this crack squad of people. You know. <laughs> well they, when you see them then you realize why it took so long. Jerry Seinfeld was a funny Well, what do you got here? Some sort of blow dryer with a scope on it? Bowling ball candles. All right, come on and go. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's just unbelievable. And there's nothing more frustrating than standing there, watching, looking at your clock. You know, you go, I gotta go. And here they're, you know, searching seventy-five year old gray-haired grandmothers. <laughs> the baby, that's my favorite one. You know, the baby that's in the in the little stroller, right? That that causes all kinds of problems. I like to put five ounces of vodka in a container and label it shampoo. And then when they tell me that I can't take it on, I just drink it right there. <laughs>
2: Patron Radio News Hour. We'll be back. Hey, Seth Leepson here. Something has happened over the next couple weeks that the firearms industry in Arizona has never seen before. Guns Etc. Who has thousands of guns and tons of ammo and accessories is having a savings event for Memorial Day and Father's Day, and I'm being completely serious when I tell you that there will be discounts so low the manufacturers will not allow them to advertise their prices. For the next two weeks, if you stop by Guns Etc., it'll be like visiting a small gun show that has prices too low to advertise. Guns Etc. is on Alma School, just south of Guadalupe and Mesa. You can call them at 480-963-4311. For this once-a-year savings event, there'll even be some specials where you can get a free firearm with the purchase of a safe. I've been to Guns Etc., and met with Ron and his family, and these people share our principles and values. But if you're still on the fence, now's the time to visit while this too-low-to-advertise savings event is happening. Hunting season is just around the corner, and don't forget you can practice your aim at their indoor shooting simulator. Take it from me, Seth. It's worth the drive.
0: When I was about 7 or 8 years old, I started smoking. Then when I was about 16 years old, I ended up smoking a pack a day, and then up smoking three packs a day. And then when my son was born in '94, I decided then I wanted to quit smoking you got to have somebody to support you. There has to be at least one person in your life to be able to talk to and say, Hey, I need help. The day I quit was the day that life began again.
2: Only you can make you quit. If you're ready, we can help. Call the Arizona Smokers Helpline at 800-556-222 or visit ashline.org.
1: I smoked roughly uh, 25 years. I have a 5-year-old son, and I didn't have him until I was 40 years old. By the time he's ready to graduate high school, I'll be 60. And if I kept on this path of smoking, there's a good chance that I might not even be around for that. You have to want to quit smoking. And I found out that the best way was with a coach and with the smoker's helpline.
0: Only
2: you can make you quit. If you're ready, we can help. Call the Arizona Smokers Helpline at 800-556-222 or visit ashline.org.
1: Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour on a Memorial Day weekend. We appreciate all support uh, we receive in here. Nobody does it better than this company. Two decades, ladies and gentlemen, just pounding it out, man, five days a week. You know, I sat down a little math I was up early today, and um, I said, well, you know, we're going to have prosperity in this country, and they're back with the Dow running and oil running again. And the two can't go up without each other. I don't know how this has happened. This is a market anomaly that I've never studied in any business class and worked throughout these markets my entire life, and nowhere was expensive gasoline tied to prosperity in this country. It's <laughs> never happened before. It's a whole new model. But you know what's funny is, they're talking, you know, gold went up 20%, and they're like, oh, you know, that's, that's going up way too far too fast and all this stuff. oil's almost doubled. I mean, it was twenty what twenty six, twenty seven dollars. Right. I mean, it, hey, it, it hit fifty bucks yesterday. Trying to save the Dow. Well, on a fire in Canada. So, but um, I, I figured it out for you, you people that are keeping score at home. If uh, we get to Dow twenty five thousand, we are going to get to two hundred and fifty dollar oil. <laughs> Well, we will. I'm just basing it on market movement. And, and you know what? Here's the funny thing: is the I think at that point the Federal Reserve is will be right. They will be raising rates a lot. We'll go up to one percent. And because uh, the problem with that is that is that the Treasury's adjust. So then the debt just goes parabolic. It, it's that horrible, uh, you know, that double-edged sword. That's something they never had, didn't have to deal. They didn't with. Didn't have to deal with it before. No. So back in the '80s, when you were raising interest rate with a uh, I don't know, $2 trillion debt. You know, everything was manageable. Now doing it with a $20 trillion debt, you're off the charts. And by the way, that Dow, 25000 should translate to $9.25 a gallon out of the pump. So <laughs> so there's your prosperity. You're going to have to raise the limit on your debit card and your credit card at the gas pump. And you know what's amazing? The Dow has nothing to do with the economy. Ninety percent of the earnings are offshore. It doesn't affect anybody except the 1% who trade and been bailed out. I mean, it doesn't affect anybody in this country. It's the lowest percentage of stock ownership since they founded the exchange. When, you know, Charles Dow put together the indice, it's the lowest percentage participation ever. Nobody cares. You know, you couldn't even land on a plane. You couldn't go to a bar, a restaurant, turn on your radio, and it used to be, and the Dow rolled over 10,000, and everybody had right their heads hats or party hats from. on. Now, you don't know. You just drive around, you don't know. But I don't know. Is the Dow 40,000? Because nobody cares. It doesn't affect. I assure you, millennials living at home are not trading their way out of your basement. <laughs> 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 it ain't happening. So, so, you know, there's a... <laughs> There's just such a disconnect between it all. But again, you know, it's the old, nobody else knows. They don't know what to do. That was the way we always look at the economy. So, you know, the only sector that's left is energy. But if you look, you know, uh, President Trump was uh, was talking about the changing the government's energy policies. But George Bush and Barack Hussein Obama were both in on this deal. And that was they are going to shut down the solar in- industry or shut down the, the coal industry. They were going to give all the crony money to their buddies to open up um, um, solar projects and these solar companies, and they trade them all. They're all going to buy stock. They're all going to get rich. The whole thing just blew up in their face because the only buddy, the only way the solar works out here in the desert applications is the government. The schools put them in, you know, and the government right. buildings. All the government buildings have them, right. or, or you get some huge rebate, right, and essentially you get solar panels for free. But either way, it's subsidized by the government. So with George Bush, it was a win-win deal. He goes, all right, yeah, we're going to hammer the coal industry, and that's just going to take – you know, he was our oil president. That's just going to drive oil through the roof, and it did. And all his Texas buddies were going to get rich, and then they handed the torch to Barack Hussein Obama, and then all his greenie buddies, you know? I mean, it was a win-win deal. So Trump now wants to unwind the whole thing, the whole energy deal. Get get government out of it. Get out of the way. So – I don't know. It's just ridiculous of what they've done. But that's, you know, that's how it goes in this world. So now you need sector rotation, which, for prosperity, you know, you go through it. It was the Internet led us all through. Before that, it was manufacturing and then, of course, retail. And now everything's falling apart, and they keep going back to oil going up. Have you noticed that? Oh, retail, and then all the retailers are closing uh, oil. All right, we've got to get oil back up. How about manufacturing? We don't need that. There's no, and how about financial? There's no sector rotation. There's none. So I don't know where this prosperity is. The only way it's going to be without sector rotation is is $250 oil. There's your growth. People in North Dakota can live in mansions, you know, <laughs> and Oklahoma, you know. Bring all that back. Right. So it's, you know, I don't get it. It's just crazy, man. Crazy. one eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. In uh, 2016, in the year of our Lord, man, I mean, trying to make heads or tails out of anything is almost impossible. Now that you see they put, uh, I find this interesting, they put 210% tariffs on Chinese raw steel and 522% tariffs on the cold rolled steel, which is how you ship it if you're going to start making and forming, automo- molding automobiles and whatnot. 522% tariffs. Now, this was done very quietly. You would, if, if Donald Trump came out and said, I'm going to put 522% uh, imports on tennis shoes. He's going to kill the economy and all that stuff. You know what they've done, man, to the steel industry? You know, they, And it's a big industry from top to bottom. I mean, the recycling, the urban miners. Urban miners can't even make a living anymore. You know, you could go steal a 1973 Impala Put it on a flatbed, take the, the serial numbers off of it, and melt it. A year ago, well, two years ago, for probably you could probably get about six hundred bucks worth. You, you know, you brought up something about oil, and it just something just clicked in my head. Oh God! Because you're thinking, think about what they've decided. We cheap oil, no good, We're horrible for the economy. All the other commodities, steel. Uh, the agriculture, all this stuff. Now they're going to put tariffs on it. Apparently, all that cheap stuff is not working. So you got to go the other way now. So maybe the, the, the new, as we roll into uh, the end of this presidential you know, election year, maybe that's what Wall Street's going to do is they're going to go out and say, you know what, forget about get, making things cheaper. We need to start making everything a lot more expensive. Well, I mean, that's the Bernie Sanders growth model. The Bernie Sanders model, I hate to say it, but again, I'm so far right, I'm coming around the left, it makes more sense than the Donald Trump model. I like the Donald Trump model because of, you know, America, pull up your bootstraps and go to work. Uh, let's put everybody back to work here. Let's get the factories running. But I got to tell you, I mean, it sounds good in theory, but we've given away the intellectual properties. We've given away the patents. We've even sold all the machinery. I mean, we shipped everything out of here. And I don't think you really understand how how uh, how prevalent this is. And I remember, uh, well, you know, your father-in-law, my brother, he restored old jute boxes. Loved old jute boxes. And if you remember the old jute boxes, it had the round beveled glasses on the front of those Seabirds. and they were really neat, you know. And he'd been doing that forever. And there was a company, and he knew you, there were two or three companies in the right He knew, and he'd call right. them up, and I, I need a right. He knew where to get the glass. I need the a front new of glass of them. for. Uh, and then about ten years ago he was working on one and he called and the companies were all gone and the one guy that was still in says, Well we, he goes, Well we gotta order that. Okay, well get it up here. It usually takes about a week. He goes, No, this is gonna take a little longer. We have to order it from China. There is not even a machine that makes this glass in left, America left. In, in the Americas. right right not just america america not not canada not u.s not mexico they just they came in man and they took it all they shipped it out it's gone so i mean you know a war come on the chinese threatening us a week ago a war really can you go well can we have our machinery back so we can you know actually build some things (laughs) so we can fight you i don't think people understand how far this is gone. bernie sanders you know, let's just pay everybody $80 an hour. Everybody gets a check. Man, Did that not is starting. Anything, so. It's all over the headline. Someone wrote an op ed in the Wall Street Journal today talking about that. Hey, that's going to be the new economy. Well, the new it, economy. Everybody better start getting used to. I'll tell you what, you'll have a $40 trillion debt in uh, 20 years. It'll be $40 trillion. It, not even that. 10, 10 years, $40 trillion. But it won't matter. You know, it won't matter. Everything just gets adjusted the beginning income entry level income will be 80 grand a year right it won't be the march for 15 it'll right. be the march for $45 an hour right it's the only thing that makes sense actually because if you try to go the other way carry an 18 20 trillion dollar debt now and then you have to have real rates so the banks can make money, so if they're gonna take a risk and finance factories and machineries, you know, and get our brake pad divisions running, you know, I mean they need to make No ahead auto. That's right, they need to make money, they need to be rewarded. They got a lawyer that's going, All right, I'm gonna write this note here at nine and a half percent, all right. You know, we can get it from the discount window, Remember, they four or five, they double their money. You know, and they go, Okay, yeah, we'll take the risk, let's get this something running, get you in business. But they uh, today they won't do it. So if they raise interest rates with twenty million dollars, twenty trillion dollars debt, then of course the you know all the money that you pay in goes to pay. So I don't. I think we're at the point of no return. I don't think it's fixable. I don't think it's fixable. So you can extend and pretend by just making everything more expensive. But it has to start with wages. All right. It can't start anywhere else. It has to start with wages. People have to make a living. So you know now that. They just stand there and don't do anything. <laughs> they still pay Well, you know, say, oh, well, how about this? So you start with wages, and then you had uh, McDonald's saying, hey, listen, if we got to pay 15 bucks an hour, we're just going to go and get all the robots, and you can order your own food like you well, check out your own groceries at the supermarket. You know my point on that. If they could do it now, they'd do it. Doesn't matter what it is. But again, you know, you could still go, nope, you ain't automating. <laughs> if you don't have – everybody's now – a burger stir union, <laughs> not a. <team> <laughs> <laughs> a burger the stir. The fry union. The burger stir union. Right. union. You no, know, can you imagine going? Hey, this. I ordered a strawberry shake, and you're yelling at some robot. You know what they'll do? They'll just pour it on them. It'll <laughs> short circuit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Was it Jimmy Hoffa used to go by and light up a laundry? <laughs> right. <laughs> You need the burgasters to go light up a jack in the box. So I don't know. you have to be a union. Covenant job too. Be good. Don't get in any trouble. Like the old steel workers' jobs. Don't get in any trouble. Don't you know, don't be robbing, stealing, tattooing. And uh, you'll get one of, you'll be running the fry machine someday. <laughs> one hundred and fifty grand a year, <laughs> yeah, that baby. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Right? Why not? My dad just pulled off a double. <laughs> That's right. the McDonald's He had double shift fry machine. Yeah, he's making the big did <laughs> it in. Yeah, of course you know it's happening anyway. The inflation's everywhere around, just not in. They just, right, they just don't tell you that it exists. Right, we yeah. we yeah. did the whole Obamacare thing yesterday. So far, the first fourteen states, uh, only Vermont yeah. hasn't asked for a double digit increase. Georgia wants sixty five percent. New York and Pennsylvania are in the thirty percent. Who can afford all that? I saw CEO pay was up. Yeah, it was big. They make on they, average. They're doing okay. They make on average. They say uh, four hundred and twenty-five grand a year, the average CEO, and they say it's uh, twelve times more than the average employee. The uh, so, and it, what I heard, especially the Wall Street ones, it didn't even matter if their stock went up or not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The investors aren't making any money. So. I mean, yeah, it's just just crazy. So something's got to give. I mean, how long can you have an entire generation that won't buy a house, can't have kids, no families? I mean, how long can this keep going? And then we're just going to import everybody else who wants to do it? Just come on in. I know there's an entire generation here of kids that won't work. They won't do anything. But, you know, the Guatemalans. (laughs) (laughs) We're ready. They're ready. Here, I think I found a new job now that I'm retired. I'm going to have to learn some new language. The Ukraine Army. This is on the Wall Street Journal front page. The Ukraine Army can't find a funny G- DJ who likes heavy metal. <laughs> <laughs> they got DJs that like heavy metal, but they're not but they're funny. Not funny so. Then they got funny DJs, but they don't like heavy metal. It says the Ukraine's army is searching for its own version of Robin Williams. Specifically, it's looking for a charismatic army disc jockey like the one Mr. Williams played in Good Morning Vietnam three decades ago. Alexei Makahukakin, an advisor to the Ukraine's military, who's helping set up the station, wants a Robbins-Williams type to help with the big problem. Troops are facing Russian-backed separatists that they're listening to their radio station. I can start off, hey, how many Russians can you fit in a Yugo? (laughs) I can do this job! Oh, Patriot Radio News Hours, halftime. We'll be back.
3: This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Mrs. Schlafly is a constitutional attorney and author of 25 books, including the history-making book, A Choice, Not an Echo. Now, here's the founder and CEO of Eagle Forum, Phyllis Schlafly.
4: No matter what frantic liberals may tell you, the U.S. Supreme Court absolutely can continue to function indefinitely with fewer than nine justices, as it has many times in our history. There's nothing magic about the number nine, which was prescribed by Congress, not the Constitution. If Republicans elect the next president and retain control of Congress, there will be plenty of time to add new justices to the Supreme Court. Scholars have even proposed expanding the size of the court to 11 or more justices, since a larger court reduces the likelihood that any single appointee would fundamentally change the court's direction. In addition to controlling the size of the court, Congress could also authorize the president to nominate new justices on a regular timetable, say, one during each two-year term of Congress, regardless of whether an existing justice dies or retires. In the current system, appointments to the Supreme Court depend on the unpredictable death or voluntary retirement of current justices. The Constitution gives the power of appointment jointly to the President and the Senate, and the judges should not be allowed to influence the timing or political affiliation of their successors. When Alexander Hamilton promoted the new Constitution to a skeptical public, he promised that the judiciary would be the least dangerous branch of the federal government because it depends on the other branches to enforce its judgment. For too long, we've allowed federal courts to have the last word on important issues. Congress is long overdue to use its constitutional powers to check the federal courts through control over their creation, composition, and jurisdiction. The current unexpected Supreme Court vacancy is a golden opportunity for Congress to reassert its power over the number of justices. This
3: has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Starting today, right at your home computer, you can begin attending Supreme Court 101 from Eagle Forum University. Discover how our Constitution is under attack from supremacist judges and how they can be stopped. Best of all, Eagle Forum U is free of charge. Just go to EagleForum.org. That's EagleForum.org and click on University. And thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report.
1: He came from the school where you didn't need nothing if you couldn't make it with your own two hands. He was backwards, backwards, use words like no sir. Yes, ma'am. Hey, Patriot Radio News Hour on a Friday. I'm Guy Friday, Eric Suterstrom. Thanks for staying with us today. We appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to allow us into your life. We uh, try not to waste the time while you're here. Joe's looking at an article today about Alan Greenspan. He's back. They dusted him off. The, the maestro. Well, you know what? Uh, here's what I do like about people that are no longer part of the system. Right? Because it's amazing that all of a sudden they start telling the truth. And they sound a whole lot like... Alan Greenspan sounded a whole lot like you or I in, in his latest. Here's what he have to, he had to say. So he says that we've got a global problem. You know, it used to be just a United States problem, but apparently it's now a global problem, talking about a shortage in productivity growth. And not just here in America, but it's all over the world. Populations everywhere in the Western world are aging, and we're not committing enough resources to fund that. Entitlements are crowding out savings and capital investment we're running at the end of this period to a state of disaster. We should be running federal surpluses, not deficits, he said. That's something that we should have anticipated 25 years ago, but nobody's done anything about it, and the crisis is coming upon us. And, and according to Gre- Greenspan, he says that, uh, well, essentially we're headed for economic disaster. So nobody saw this coming. Well, he, we should have anticipated it. Oh, because, well, what, they didn't read the book Bankruptcy, 1995, <laughs> 21 I mean, years ago? Well, apparently they picked the uh, Alan Greenspan, the Maestro book, instead. Ah, gotcha. They didn't want to see the hockey stick, which, uh, come <laughs> to the hockey stick chart. I love that. So here, for you people at home that are new, take your index finger, make a loser sign. Make the loser sign. Hold it up in front of you, okay? Now, well, but, but use your right hand. Okay, it works better. That's okay. Drive with your left hand if you're listening while driving. So you got your index finger pointing straight into the sky. Make sure if you're driving, nobody gets confused. Right, right. Not your middle finger. I want you to go along your thumb line there. That's your graph chart. Okay, that represents the first 200 years of America. This is our national debt chart. Okay. Now, when you get to the taint in the middle there, that is isn't taint thumb, taint index finger, and it just starts going parabolic. That's where we are now in the chart. This is what they predicted 21 years ago. I want you to think about what he just said. We should be running surpluses, not Not deficits. Now, do you know what the GDP of America would have been instead of the 0.8% if the federal government wasn't running a budget deficit of nearly a trillion dollars? It'd be like negative 20%. Yeah, think about that. I mean really when you think about what would we do without the deficit spending, how bad would it really be? Yeah, and then let's add some trade deficits in there. So I mean you just look at everything that's happened. The deficit disorder though, there's a article joking it's pretty good. It's a great article. It was. A, it's in the op-ed of the Wall Street Journal. And really, what caught my mind is—is is here we are. We're getting to it again. Everybody's now talking about how the whole world's going to start having. The, you know, the government's just going to have to start giving people checks to pretend like we got economic growth. By one estimate, the government will spend one hundred and seventeen point nine trillion more than it takes in this century. Think about that. It's going to be more than that. Oh yeah. It's gonna be more than that. But that's a good starting a, point. That's a good starting point. It took two hundred years though for us to go one trillion in debt, if you remember. From seventeen seventy six to nineteen eighty or something weird. Yeah, trillion. a little over two hundred years yeah, actually. Yeah. So, so now about it's about uh, two hundred and five years yeah. to get to one trillion. One trillion. So now you know it's gonna be a hundred trillion every probably every twenty years, yeah. And so they're never gonna pay it and they're gonna default on. You can't this is what they can't figure out. Is that there's never been fiat money. The whole world went to fiat money. There was always a gold standard always. somewhere. There was a Swiss franc, or there was something back with gold somewhere, which kept every all the other currencies on. So everybody just started printing money at will. Everybody just started buying gold currency or gold. And now there really isn't anywhere to go except Patriot Trading Group, one 800 where you actually have to be your own Federal Reserve. And you got to put away a little gold because you've never had deflation with runaway printing. But it's been created. It's been created in the wages. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You, you, read, you brought up a great point. Deflation with runaway. runaway printing. They don't know what to do. It's it, not supposed to work this way. It shows way. up in areas. You see, I'll tell you, the, one of the worst articles I've read this millennium, I read this morning. And, uh, you know, Ben Bernanke, you say he was a student of the Great Depression. Yep. Okay. Well, if that's the case, Everybody knows that through rampant speculation and stock purchases. That's what caused the whole thing. But what did they do with the money? All right, you know, you know when, when you were in the roaring 20s and you started making some jing, and, uh, you know, you, were, you had the stock market beat, you went down to Florida. <laughs> That's what they did. You know, they had, like, just boats, planes, ships, everything going back and forth from, from New York to Florida. There wasn't anything out here in 29. We were barely a state. But uh, they were building condos and going nuts down there because, hey, you got the money. You got to have a place down in Miami, right? I mean, you got to do it. Your neighbor did it. So Wall Street, when it started to weaken, the first thing that happened, well, you know, that that, that condo payment and sitting in Miami Beach is, uh, I'm going to have to sell that. i have to let that thing go. So all that stuff hit the market, and then it just worked its way back up to New York. Like, what? Yeah, you can't sell? What do you mean you can't sell? Well, everybody's selling. So today I read that condo sales are down 25% in Florida. It's so confusing, because well, they're yeah. saying home sales are incredible. Right. I mean, that's the the whole deal, the article out there. Oh, yeah, home sales, but yet condo sales in Florida are flattening, and they're off 25% January through April this year, what they were last year. That's kind of a that's a big number. Kind of a big number. So history never repeats itself, though, it? <laughs> Of course, we didn't have a Muslim president.
2: <laughs>
1: so maybe, you know, maybe maybe Donald Trump will end up being Roosevelt. I don't know. Just leave him in there forever. But I, can't, I just can't believe that uh, the economic prosperity that they're trying to display on television is out there. I saw they were going to shut all... Hundred and forty sports authorities, is that right? No, 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 you, you're awful. 460 sports authorities. 460, right? wow. And then uh, all the sports L.A.s, there was 50-some of those that are gone. And then here, like the room store, I don't know if you know how big the room store was here. I mean, there was uh, 20, 30 room stores just in Arizona alone. And these are all retailers that are somewhere between 50 and 100,000 square feet, gone. But nobody believes those guys. They say they're going out of business all the time. But nobody is <laughs> right. Come on now, get a count for going out nobody, of business. You know what, that was so funny, these guys are no, we're actually going out of business. <laughs> really, right. Really, right. really, really. Really, <laughs> really. Yeah, they talk about the boy that cried wolf right. every furniture store. Yeah, well, you guys were going out of business every weekend. Every so weekend. You know, for the last 20 years here, you're still here. So. But, yep. yeah, now sports, apparently, I think the sales start today at Sports Authority. Wow. Uh, by the way, uh, if you have gift cards, listen, you know, we tell you everything. You've got till uh, I think, one month from today to use those Sports Authority gift cards, or they're worthless. Wow. So They turn into Confederate gift cards. Right. Well, they turn into fiat money, completely worthless. I'll bet they're just busy as heck, too. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll stay in business. Oh, man, it's Friday. You never know what you're going to hear. Does
0: your family believe in the power of a private school education? Are you exploring the idea of sending your child to a private school next year? Hi, it's Tom Brown, and I want to help your family by covering half of your child's first year of private school. This is a program we've been able to offer for five years now, helping many families get to the school of their dreams. Through our partnerships with 10 schools in the Valley, we're able to cover half the cost of your child's first year of tuition. Right now is the time to start planning your child's next year Year of education, and we're coming into the open house season, so the timing couldn't be better. If you find a school you'd like for your child to attend, call us 602 955 9600. See if that school's one of our 10 partners. If it is, we'll cover half the cost of your child's first year of tuition. It's that simple. This isn't a financial aid program, this is for everyone. Don't pay more than you need to for your child's first year of private school. Call 602 955 9600 to take advantage of our half off tuition program. 602
2: Hey, Seth Leapson here. Something has happened over the next couple of weeks that the firearms industry in Arizona has never seen before. Guns Etc., who has thousands of guns and tons of ammo and accessories, is having a savings event for Memorial Day and Father's Day, and I'm being completely serious when I tell you that there will be discounts so low the manufacturers will not allow them to advertise their prices. For the next two weeks, if you stop by Guns Etc., it'll be like visiting a small gun show that has prices too low to advertise. Guns Etc. is on Alma School, just south of Guadalupe and Mesa. You can call them at 480-963-4311. For this once-a-year savings event, there'll even be some specials where you can get a free firearm with the purchase of a safe. I've been to Guns Etc. and met with Ron and his family, and these people share our principles and values. But if you're still on the fence, now's the time to visit while this too-low-to-advertise savings event is happening. Hunting season is just around the corner, and don't forget you can practice your aim at their indoor shooting simulator. Take it from me, Seth. It's worth the drive. 1-800-951-0592
1: 1-800-951-0592 is our business line. You're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour. Two decades coming into your home. And uh, still proud to be here. Look forward to my Fridays. I love, you ever notice it when, uh, when politicians and bankers get in trouble, that they all do the Schultz thing? I know nothing! I know nothing! Hillary Clinton apparently doesn't even know how to send an email. <laughs> <laughs> if you ask her you see that. What? I, have I don't really know game. how to use a computer. I don't run a computer. I don't. Did you see? I saw some of the <laughs> transcripts. I love it, man. I yeah. mean, wouldn't it be so? Yeah, I did it. It was wrong. Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't think it was that I didn't, big of Right. But I, right, right. I did it. Right. I didn't think. Anything. I just wanted. To, hey, I was thinking about me. I wanted to make my life easier. Yeah. And sorry. Yeah. And that. It'd been over three years ago. I know. Now they just won't let it go. Now she just said that. I don't. I don't know. I don't know anything. I don't know how to. Oh, this guy showed up at my house and put in a server. I don't know. Somebody, somebody wrote that she was like glued to a BlackBerry. <laughs> That's how far back that goes. You could ask like a twenty-year-old a kid today, "What's a BlackBerry?" You go. Well, oh, remember if people had little sticks; they'd use them. <laughs> I didn't know what they were doing. Either. I'm like, "What is that thing?" I don't. They want go. On they one. lost their stick. Right? I just, just don't want one. I remember doing a show on that year ago. I'm like. Really? People are going to stay... I admitted last week how embarrassing it is. Yeah, you're, I heard you. You're heard you. much older than I am. Yeah. And way more tech-savvy. And it, I used to be the tech-savvy one. Yeah, that's why I hired you. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that. Talk about old-time backfire. <laughs> But, now you do pretty good. Somehow you got to uh, be able to buy coins on our well, on our site. I well, still don't know how you pulled that one off. Hey, I will say this. You know what? I am proud of one other thing. This is something that people didn't. We have upgraded our payment processing for online. Not that it really mattered, but it used to take us three days to get paid because that's how these banks do it. Well, now, that's funny you'd say that because the guy wrote a book called The Blockchain Revolution. And I was looking at it. It's in the Wall Street Journal today on page A9. It says, Bitcoin... It's just the beginning. One of the great mysteries of modern life is the time it still takes for a check to clear. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, I now at least now I'm up to getting it the next day, which will, which will speed up shipping time. But anyway, go ahead. Says every other financial transaction is being reduced to a tap of a phone or the press of a key. But checks somehow, miraculously, take days to rumble their ways from payee to payee to the originating bank days of lost interest and presumably fees for the intermediaries passing them around behind the scenes i mean this is how fast this is going to change ladies and gentlemen the final shoe has not dropped of the cashless society but i got to tell you we are getting very close it's coming transactions and data management are supposed to be slicker these days and yet time and time again all of us run into situations where there's a trough through technology that never happened. Or like it never nothing changed at all since nineteen ninety three. And they're right. All the banks became remember what they think about this. How about all the seasonally adjusted reports? I've been talking about that all week. We can do data in real time now. Oh. We don't need the season. We can actually get the fact you know, thirty years ago, forty years you really couldn't get the information, so you had to take an estimated an estimated guess. My favorite was first interstate bank. Fib, remember that, and then of course they merged with Wells Fargo. I called them We Fib, <laughs> but but it was Fib, and and you were like, okay, when here we're in the gold business twenty years ago, and I got a First Interstate Bank company account and, in Arizona, and I got a First Interstate Bank check from Des Moines, Iowa, that gets mailed to me, and I'm like, this is money, Same bank, money, right, money. Uh, uh-uh. takes three days to clear. I'm like, how can it take three days to clear? And I, I remember I, I, the teller got mad at me. I actually put, you know, I made like a megaphone. I go, "It's your bank." <laughs> Hello, McFly. <laughs> hey, anybody else? <laughs> yeah. So that's still going on. Now they say Bitcoin and these other weird currencies, but you know, to me, that's still a violation of Article One, Section Ten of the Constitution. But I am constantly amazed when you go in line. Just pick some, you know, mundane gas station. And somebody buys a $1.50 item on a credit card or a debit card. I mean, it's normal. It's it's becoming more prevalent than any oddballs now. The cash payer. Oh, the cash. They roll their eyes. It happened to me yesterday. I was buying it was $8 and something. I handed the guy a $10, but he rolled his eyes at me. Yeah, they don't want it. Damn, very close. You understand what that means, the implications of that, is that everything, according to, well, if you read this book, The Blockchain Revolution, that everything will be transparent. Everything. That's what they want. It'll be encrypted. They want to know everything. They'll be able to, to go right to your household and tell you everything you've done. What's even worse, the blockchain is like the fridge. The refrigerator's, you know, hooked online to your bank account. And if it breaks, the fridge can actually call the repairman the repairman comes and fixes it and the refrigerator puts the money in his account. I'm not kidding. That's how it's gonna work. That's how it's gonna work. Absolutely. It's gonna call the store and say, Here's what we need. Right. Right? Bring I need a dozen eggs, I need a pound of bacon, I need this, this, and this. Come over and Isn't that something? Yeah, you'll be able to lock put things in your fridge and they know when it's gone that it's Well, your gone. robot will do it for you. Yeah, I know. So I have my eye on this eighteen year old robot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, honey. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Wow. I see the robot pictures. there everywhere. Like the McDonald's robot. Looks like. looks like, remember the movie Short Circuit? Number five <laughs> is a lot. He drives through. My fries aren't any good No Don't disassemble. <laughs> oh, man. It's all wow. coming. It's all coming, man. I'm working hard to stay in good shape because I want to live to see it. I actually got uh, my first you – know, I'm a grandfather. A week ago, I got my. I got an injection in my knee. How about that? Yeah, you did. I did. I feel and, great. And let me tell you, you're like, why didn't I do this 10 years ago? Oh, yeah, I've been in a great mood. You, know, I can, you get up in the middle of the night, and I don't have to limp all over, so I'm very happy about that. So, you know, I'm going to talk about when we get back the uh, World Heritage sites that you can visit this Memorial Day weekend. Um, just to just, just to get your holiday going in the right direction. You're listening to the blind leading the stupid here. Patriot Radio News Hour final segment. Stay with us as Ramon brings you.
2: Jesus said narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. On the Narrow Path radio broadcast each day, we explore
1: that path and we explore what the Bible says about it. It's a live interactive show. I hope you'll join me each weekday. You can listen to Steve Gregg in The Narrow Path every afternoon from 2 to 3 p.m. on Family Values Radio, AM 1010 KXXT. That's Monday through Friday, 2 to 3 p.m. on AM 1010 KXXT. The Narrow Path is
0: listener-supported radio. Visit thenarrowpath.com. It's not always easy
3: being a dad.
4: When's a fairy princess coming?
3: Any it now. What? What do you mean she's
4: not coming?
3: But it's always worth it. It's a
4: fairy princess!
3: It is I! Groove's Zinkle Bell! The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. I know it's really you, Drew. I'm just pretending for the other kids. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4-DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
1: Ah, Working real hard trying to find a job. Patriot Radio News Hour final segment on this Memorial Day weekend. I hope you get a chance to spend time with the family. Going in the break, talking about the World Heritage sites. Did you know the uh, Statue of Liberty belongs to? Uh, well, it has a, a UN flag flying in front of it, and the UNESCO, the United Nation Environment Program, says that because of climate change, the uh, Statue of Liberty may rust away. It's uh, a, <laughs> it's a, uh, it's apparently that's what it is. It's not the the salt water no, and no, all no, it's that. It's just eminent danger from climate change. If you want to visit some other UN flags, try the Grand Canyon. The uh, Redwoods, just in the west. Yosemite, come on out. Colorado. Places there. to go where you can Friday, see the, the Elan. Flag. Mesa, Verde, Yellowstone. That's just in the west. I mean, they're everywhere. Go out to the Smoky Mountains. And, of course, someday I will do, I'll donate a show. I did it years ago about how the United Nations flags got to flying over all these monuments and national parks and the return of, uh, well, of off the gold standard, and the only way they could get them to buy debt, and I believe this is why they fly, because uh, we, we defaulted on our, if you bought, if you, bought, you were a foreign bank and you bought treasuries, you got paid in gold till Nixon closed the gold window on you. And right about in the 70s, the UN flag started flying. And uh, that's just my opinion. I have nothing to base it on except that all the timeline fits we got a mail-in special. This is not one that's going to be in a blockchain. It's not going to be online. Can't do it online. This is for all you old-timers, my customers, that don't want to talk to anybody, don't want to put it on a credit card. You can mail a personal check and just make it payable to PTG. So if your bank ever asks you, you just tell them you bought a pet rock. You can get a roll of Silver Eagles on this Memorial Day, and you can get a $10 Liberty for 800 bucks. Just mail in package. We're throwing in that's shipping everything. If you want to buy ten packages, make out a check for eight grand. If you want to buy a hundred, make it out for eighty grand. If you want to buy one, make it out for eight hundred. Just make it out PTG and drop it in the mail. We'll do the rest. No salesman will call. You just stare. If you're in California, stare at the eastern sky. If you're in Colorado, look to the southwest. Just stand by your mailbox for about ten days. And it'll come right back to you. and then you put it away. And you're not in any system. It doesn't go to Utah. It's not a credit card machine. it's not there's no text, there's no telephone transmission. there's nothing just nice. you want to get a money order? go ahead. but personal checks, believe it or not, are one of the private private ways. You just put PTG on them and fire them off and they clear in the middle of the night by a uh, federal Reserve clerk that's just sitting there looking at microfish at two o'clock in the morning in their Federal Reserve District. So a US, roll of U.S. silver eagles, there's 20 of them, in its original U.S. Treasury tube and a nice U.S. $10 liberty, non-confiscatable legal lawful tender, pre-1933. You know, this is what this country fought over, and people fought and died to maintain a solid monetary system and a uh, freedom and life for their children and grandchildren and all of us that are here today. We've got to carry it on. So 800 bucks check for PTG drop in the mail. What are the markets doing, Joe? A uh, quick look here at the markets on uh, the Memorial weekend here. The Dow's up 30 points as they're all excited about the G7 meeting. The S&P's up 6. The NASDAQ is up 25. Crude oil's at $49.20. Uh, gold's down $6, $1,216. Silver's down 8 cents at $16.26. Happy Memorial Day. Have a good time, and don't waste it. God bless everybody. We'll see you again next week. We're out of here.